episode number 124 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you've got a, you, you've got a little bit of news. Well, not not great news, to be fair. You know, you're you're looking in a wee bit of pain there. What, you, you did a wee a wee whoopsie this morning. Do you want to share? <laughs> <laughs> good evening, good evening, Kyle. Hello, listeners. Yeah, I mean, as 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 if having a bad knee wasn't good enough. I only went and fell down the stairs this morning, and I've buggered my back. <laughs> it's uh, it's not it's not all that bad. It's it's just it's from bad to just, worse for you, eh? I know I might as well put me down, mate. Put me out of misery. I'm just a, a shambles at the moment. No, it's fine. It's uh, with that jumper you've got with that says Edinburgh, you'd oh. think you'd have to get put down, eh? Look at that. <laughs> oh, look at that, eh? Kyle Kyle's I'm sitting in an Edinburgh Uni sweater uh that I've, that is um flying the flag while Kyle's in a London marathon top very do you know what that t- Kyle's got the 2016 London Marathon t-shirt on tonight? Kyle, which is yeah. we ran that together, mate. I've got that t-shirt as well. Robert's I've got a photo of us in, got a photo of us in the pub afterwards. Ah, those, those were the days, eh? Those were the days. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I've got yeah. So the back, the backwise is not that is uh, that's a minor thing. But um, I've had a pretty good week. I've got I'm back running again, uh, albeit very slowly. On on I've even been outside. And do you know what? Right, I've got to run. I've really got to focus on my canes because that seems to be the winner here. And I've discovered on Spotify. 180 beats per minute uh, song <laughs> playlist, which keeps me right. And do you know what is an absolute godsend? It turns out, so listeners, anyone who wants to run 180 steps a minute, it turns out that 50 cents in the club is 180 beats per minute. Oh. Now, I could listen to that on repeat all day. So that is just amazing. So yes. Right about with that, I find it much easier to, to follow like a, a song beat when I'm running. I don't even think about it. Whereas if I've got like a, a I metronome, yeah, I, I find that that's distracting. I almost just forget about it. So it's been a real revelation. The knees, the knees getting better. It's not, it's not, it's still a wee bit sore, but it's it's not sore enough to prevent me running. So I'm I'm hoping to get back on it, and we'll come to the race calendar as we always do. I feel a little bit unmotivated. I want to get back running because I, I love running. I want just to run day to day. But and I, you know, everyone likes being in shape, but I don't see any point in being in shape for the next six months. To be honest. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I think, well, you're bang on. I mean, we, uh, you know, just to give, uh, you know, set the scene for tonight, folks, uh, you know, Tommy's been in his garden, planting trees, you know, ma- making his, uh, growing his, his plants, seeding them, sowing them, whatever you know what, you Kyle? Yesterday was National Plant-A-Tree Day, apparently. Oh, was it? So why were you not yeah. in your garden yesterday then? Well, I was working yesterday, so I only ah, had the afternoon of today. But oh, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm actually, we'll come to it, I'm escaping to Paris on uh to a covid hotspot on monday so i've got a few things i need to take care of so i did a yeah so gardening this afternoon and that's it and we're we're sitting on a friday evening folks you know this is how dedicated we are to the the trs cause we're giving you what you need for your your weekend runs um courtesy of of tommy and kyle so i hope you appreciate it folks we've got a a bumper episode lined up we're going to chat about london um post Post race is uh, a couple other results that we're going to round up some you know local and national ones, some upcoming races. We've also got this episode's uh, kindly sponsored by Shop, um, and we're going to have Tim Rhodes on, who's one of my best one of my best mates, uh, who has a business in Edinburgh, um, sustainable food delivery, which is uh, yeah really cool. And, and Tim's a former runner and a current 
former short distance runner and uh, he's a current, you know, long distance enthusiast. I wouldn't say he's, uh, you know, like we are at the moment, Tom, you know, we're all just running because we love running and that's the kind of runner that Tim is. Uh, so we're going to chat all things kind of like a little bit more kind of down and, you know, down the ground, on the ground rather than, you know, high end elite level sport, you know, no disrespect to Tim there. Uh, there was a few. <laughs> <laughs> you're basically saying, Tim, he says you're shit. That's what Kyle's saying. <laughs> He's, uh, he, so so it's, it was quite topical. You know, Tim, Tim loves... Tim loves a yap. Tim loves a ramble. So, you know, have a listen and hopefully you, you enjoy our, our uh, you know, 45 minute ramble. So, uh, I've yes. only met Tim once, but uh, Tim's a good lad. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed Tim's company on, uh, on Kyle Stag Day. Good Get, lad. I still, still got that scar in my face, though, haven't I? No yeah, but yeah, you say that. It was me, me, Tim, and uh, another mate of ours, Sluggy, who kept you right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when that was, uh, yeah, those, those are the, are the days. days, eh? Oh, those were the days, eh? Jeez, that's it. Uh, that's almost well. My anniversary was only like a week ago, a, a week. Be- you know, me. Not what three years. So it's leather, leather. We had to. Buy. <laughs> I bought. I bought Debbie this leather. Like I didn't not. Le- I was going to say a leather belt, but no. Keep it clean, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> it's like a bottle, but there was like a leather thing in it, and it was a really fancy thing. And I wrote a wee fancy note on it, and and it was. I spell it perfectly. I triple checked it, quadruple checked it, made sure it was all spelt right. There's nothing worse than getting a present that's not not the right spelling, especially something like anniversary. You know, uh, getting to three years is a big achievement for some folk. <laughs> and uh, they spelt lucky wrong. They didn't put the word. Oh my in. god! That kicked off big time. So so that was a blooper. Not for me. That wasn't the blooper. And then uh, you know. Segwaying into that, I bought, as I've been saying to folks the last couple of weeks, I've been doing the gym in, in my garage and uh, the gym flooring. I've been laying the gym flooring and I, I was looking at the flooring going, so I got rolls of rubber and I looked at one half and I thought, and then I looked at the other half and I thought, they look the same pattern, but they're different colours. So the, so the, the, the suppliers gave me the two different shades of black, which meant, ah, I was like, oh no, and I already cut the thing and I thought, because one of them was wet. So I thought it was maybe just needing to just dry up and it'll be the same color. No, no, no. They're, they're both different colors. So that's been a, a, a real ball ache, you know, and I'm having to roll it back up, get it delivered, get another oh. one down. And so, uh, but nonetheless, you know, the bloopers caused none, none, not, not by myself, by others, which is usually, uh, you know, it's great to know it's not, not <laughs> me making the bloopers this time. Uh, so, so yeah, so it's been, yeah, it's been, been busy for me and, um, you know, this week's been been a bit of running here and there. You know, like 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 you, Tom. I'm just just there's not really much to train for, but I'm starting to get you know just really just change the way I'm I'm approaching training uh, and, and putting the, the kind of priorities currently in 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 at, at first. Um, you know, when it comes to work and TRS training and getting that up and running that business side um, and just looking after Logan as well. You know. We're just before the show. We were just chatting about uh, Logan mm. walking, like most Logan. What is he? One one year and three months now, and uh, most you know most babies can. I think they can like start walking about nine months to, to a year. No, no, Logan can. He's he's near speaking. Yeah, he's near walking. But he, he got in his walker just now and he started walking, pushing his good old Zimmer frame. You know, his wee baby Zimmer frame, and uh, what what it was. 
great to see. You know, it's great. It was, a, you know, it was a treat. It was a treat for me to coincidentally to just suddenly appear and and see this happening. So, yeah, I mean, you talk about we're on live on a Friday night, listeners. This man just walked away from his kid taking his first steps with a stroller. So, <laughs> sacrifices that that's being made here. At yeah, TRS. Yeah. Well, to, to be fair, he is the way up to his bed. So, uh, you know, I'm. I'll, right. I'll hopefully be uh, seeing more of that anyway. And um, it's. Ah, it's, it's great great to see some some development from the wee man. So that's his first steps to the Olympic success anyway. More than his dad will ever do, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, so, well, I mean, like I said, there's not really much else to, to chat about with our training, so we'll keep that brief. Um, I went out for a big cycle today, so uh, a good old nice. 50k cycle, which was quite nice. Did a, a wee time trial, uh, which is about 22k or something. And, uh, you know, my, my main aim was to hold on to Debbie and I, I just did. So, so that was good. Nice. And, um, yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm feeling quite optimistic about um, just the, 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 the training and, and the, the kind of uh, the outlook as well. I know it's not very, it's pretty bleak in terms of races, but I think there's lots to do um, that we can do ourselves individually and uh, to, to keep ourselves motivated and, and none other than to listen to Tartan Running Shorts. Now, to talk about tartan runner shorts, folks, we do have an exclusive, as we were going to mention. Do you want to reveal it, Tom? I'll let you do that. Yeah, well, so we've this has been on, on our radar for a long time. We've had a lot of listeners asking for it. So finally, we are pleased to confirm that, we, that the tartan running shorts podcast will be offering tartan running shorts for listeners to to purchase so we've 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 we got a design a while ago with ron hill ron hill the purveyors of the original tartan short and uh, which is which is a well-known short across some of the the particular hill running scene in scotland anyway so we've now got with ron hill we've got a a, a trs um it's a it's a we'll put up a, you'll see it when you on the on a picture maybe with the show it's a lovely blue tartan dark blue tartan with a trs logo on the short it's a short short, you know, quite <laughs> rightly, that we stick to what we want, what we know. So there is a short short coming your way. Um, and by so we've, we've confirmed all that. We've done a bit of behind-the-scenes work in terms of lining up, being able to, to yeah, all this stuff that we had to handle payments, etc., that sort of thing. So the website, uh, I think realistically, the, well, let's, the target is from Monday the 19th of October, which is a week on Monday, uh, We will ha- you will be able to log in and make, um, make a purchase of that. So... Uh, we will by the time the next episode comes out there you will have been able to uh, buy a tartan short which is pretty exciting look at that folks eh? exclusive on episode 124 124 episodes later and you're getting you're getting the full beans eh? and uh, and so they and that's one one exciting um you know result that, that we're we're going to be providing you guys and we also spoke about stats last week and September was our, our highest monthly stat ever, which I think is quite astounding when you think there's nothing bloody happening, eh, Tom? I know, I really do. And do you know, well, do you know, I'm I like to follow our social media analytics quite a lot. And interestingly, we had more engagements on Twitter in September than any other month. Now I've been to say um, Tom does all the engagement in Twitter. I'm I'm terrible at social media, and in, in Tom's really the pioneer when it comes to our social media account and i i have vowed to be much better so uh yeah maybe so, we'll split it maybe you maybe you do you you take instagram i take twitter exactly. but what what, it, what is great exactly. is it, what 
Well, do you know what it must mean? It must mean we've got a lot of new listeners. So if you've joined us in September, welcome on board. We hope you're enjoying the back catalogue. We can only apologise for what is a fairly, I mean, it's a pretty slow news day the last few weeks. But we were, we were working on getting a few um, a few interview new interviews coming on. Kyle's got a big one lined up. There's a couple of big Scottish athletes who are playing hard to get. He won't reply to our emails, so we're working on them. Worst like, case, it's like a club, go. you know, when you're back in the disco days, you try and chase a lady and they, they play hard to get, you know. Yeah, this lady is playing hard to get. Oh, it's not by hard to get, she's just yeah. not, it's like high school over again, she's just not replying to me. <laughs> it's ladies and men, that's 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 it. It's not, uh, it's not really the same, but hey, hope maybe for some folk, um, yeah. So it's uh, it's a real, you know, real ex- some exciting, exciting things and developments, and we're going from strength to strength. Now uh, we we did a, a real uh, you know going into to news. Um, we we obviously we we did our first ever live commentary, which was uh, it, it, you know exciting. Um, and I think we did we, we gave ourselves a pat in the back. So it was a long time to commentate. You know, uh, it was almost like episode it one was. again. <laughs> For me, it was. It was. <laughs> I, I you know I I've got to say I really enjoyed it because yeah. I I would have. Being a sad athletics fan, I would have been sat watching London Marathon anyway. <laughs> right. so to watch it and chat with you and and Brian yeah. and Fraser and Ian, yeah. it was you know it was really cool. And I I think do you know what I was thinking afterwards that it would have been amazing to do that had the masses been running as well because having all these Scottish guys on the course tracking them and it was great to see Mikey Wright run so well. We'll come to that during the race. Chris Richardson, Will Mackay, Scottish guys we know, Kirsty Mitchell, Hazel Wyness, all these, you know, it was good to see a lot of Scottish athletes who we know. So we were able to get sort of real-time updates running well as well. And I just think to follow, maybe that's something Scottish we need to look at more. And the next sort of thing I'd love us to do is, is, Excuse me. Report live from the national and a bit more of a national cross in terms of a bit more. Um, I don't know how how we do it, but something like that because it's really cool to follow and and uh, talk about an event as it's happening. Ah, exactly. So, do you want to? Well, let's let's chat about the the results then in London, you know, briefly. Because if we if we you know we're not going to chat for five hours again, you can, <laughs> you can highlight. You can go back to our Facebook live and listen to the whole thing if you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, your your top what what a performance from the the top three, eh? I mean, who would have thunk that your your it would be a sprint finish in in the marathon for the the, the overall title? That was incredible, wasn't it? Like you it know, was. there was us thinking Kipchoge, Scott B- Bikelli's not there. Kipchoge's definitely got it, but you know he uh, you know he, for whatever reason he I think it was something to do with hearing or something. Or his ears? Yeah, right. Like, let's say, let's right. We're gonna we're gonna call that as it is. Uh, you know, if he came out, if he had a, he had a bad run to yeah. say he had a blocked ear. I mean, I, I'm sorry. That's uh, I I think he's don't get me wrong. I'm sure Kipchoge is an absolute legend, and I think he later then said he had an issue with his hip or something. I'm more sympathetic towards that. But this have a blocked ear is <laughs> a bit of a bizarre result. Uh, and but you know, I guess and, and what is Kipchoge's woe? Man, it was as you say, it was great. And actually, we've had so many of these races recently have been like a world, but just purely someone chasing a world record. And the minute Bekele pulled out, I was worried that it was going to be Kipchoge getting paced to world record pace at uh, till 30k and then see what happens. And it's not that exciting. No. Whereas we had a real race on Saturday, on Sunday, sorry, which was just so good. Yeah, it was. It was really good. I, I really don't like pacemakers in a race where you know there's not going to be fast times. I think 
Yeah. It's got to be a decision, right, guys? It's, no one's doing anything. It's not going to be fast. Get them out. Because there's no need for them if no one's going to yeah. run fast times. And we kind of knew that after 10K almost, that you're, you're not really going to get a, a fast time today. Like, um, I just, it just I, I like it when it's, a, it's going to be a fast race. London was a fast race and you know you're going to get a quick time. Pacers are cool, but like, you know, it, it was just going to be a race. So what's yeah. the point of a pacer when you don't really need a pacer for a race? If you're not going for a quick time, you're just going to go for the win. Um, but you know what's interesting with Kipchoge, right? That he never went. They never got down to that sort of two or two. No, pace. no. So I, I wonder, did he just not feel good from the start? Yes. To be fair, though, it was quite cold. Like I mean, it was pretty cold for, for those guys. It must have been cold, and yeah, some true. folks just don't react well to cold. Um, and maybe Kipchoge just hasn't been training in that environment. Well, he clearly hasn't because he's you know he's in. He's, he's been he's been in Kenya, so um, most yeah. of it, no doubt. And uh, but and, you know, interestingly, you can't make excuses when you your Ethiopians, your Kenyan guys are are, are beating them. Um, you know, yeah, they exactly. Form better on the on the day, and um, and it wasn't a significant margin. You know, a minute, which maybe for Kipchoge would be, but it's it's a, he is getting a bit older. Like we said at the time, everyone has a peak and. Uh, and one 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 day that peak's going to happen, and and that's that's it. You know, you you just have to make do with what what you have, and maybe this is Kipchoge's time. Who knows? Um, what fascinates me is that the, the what is a good thing about that result is it, it Kipchoge is definitely seen as beatable, and I think going into an Olympic year that that really changes the sort of marathoning landscape in the sense if you're if you're I mean if you're Shura Katata who won it or you're Vincent Kipchumba second CC Lemma was third if you're even if you're I mean I think Mo we can come to that I think Mo should be looking at the marathon but certainly if you're also Bekele or Tamarit Tola whoever you are Kipchoge is beatable and Kipchoge yeah. can have a bad he either he's at, he's he is one of two things he's either done I think that's ridiculous to to go there yeah. or he had a bad run which means he can have bad runs and if yeah. you so olympic marathon ending can happen and i tell you what we'll come to the 10k but seeing what will happen at 10k yesterday i think mo would be foolish to go back to 10,000 <laughs> yeah. at the marathon he's yeah. got a shot of a medal at the marathon yeah. i mean well look at that race that race if, if mo was running well mo would have won i think mo would have won that race yesterday look at his sprint yeah, finish exactly Sprint finish is a big group. He holds on to that group. Big push at the end. He's got it. I, I think he, yeah. he had it with that with that kick he has. No one. He's he's shown everyone that that kick. No one can 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 get that. You know, be quicker than him in the last couple of hundred, few hundred meters. So uh, yeah, it was an interesting race to watch. And you know, summon summon the the rest of the elite race off with the the GB guys. Now really impressive times by the GB guys, especially they could like you know it wasn't the fastest of courses. Um, it was laps. It was a bit undulation. It was a, maybe a little bit windy. I, I, you know, I, obviously what we weren't there, but uh, but Johnny Meller, you know, great time from him, two ten thirty eight. Yeah, great run. Uh, ben Connor, his debut marathon, two eleven twenty to go under the the Olympic qualifying time. Joshua Griffiths, good run from him, two thirteen eleven. Chris Thompson, two thirteen thirty two. Charlie Helson, two thirteen thirty. You know, some great runs from the the Brits there, and uh, you know, right, you know, we haven't even spoke about the. The, the women's field yet um but yeah i mean the women's field again was a stellar stellar well, race we, really we just that. just well let's just if we just stay on the british men i think that is that's it's great that we now have three guys under olympic standards so there's three to go callum obviously already picked 
Um, Johnny Miller and Ben Connor all now have the time. Johnny Miller, of course, already had it. Um, what's really interesting is it mean and the, you know it really how close Johnny and and Ben were really shows you know it's really competitive. I mean, it, Johnny, I think he pushed on maybe with like five k to go or something and and moved away from him. But certainly, if we do go to a trial next year. I mean, let's say, so hopefully really pray that Derek Hawkins runs the time in Valencia and then you go, the trial becomes really interesting. Suddenly you've got SmackDown, Johnny Miller, Ben Connor, and Derek Hawkins, as well as anyone else. I mean, I, I still think he's a wee bit off, but likes of Josh Griffiths, Chris Thompson, you would think want to go again. Yeah. Um, you know, it will be fascinating, the British men's trial. You know, we talk so much about the women's trial being really exciting, but now the men's race is going to become really competitive oh it will be you know and, and you know fingers crossed we ha- we have a really good qualification trial and the, obviously hawkins cam hawkins is is uh pre-selected as it stands i think he still will be um so yeah uh, and, you know i'm sure that there's a few runners from that that pool in the elite field missing um you know derek hawkins has got derek is, is lined up to do valencia at the end of the year i imagine with, with yeah. callum so that'll be he is, yeah. Well, Calm's doing the half, and, Valen- and Derek's doing the full. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. Let's let's talk briefly about the women's event as well. Um, you know, we had a great run from Bridget Koskai. You know, initially I think setting out just uh, you know the world record pace, slightly slightly uh, you know too far too far fetched for for on the day, but still nonetheless two eighteen fifty eight's the the time she ran. Sarah Hall, what what a performance she had. You know, she was yeah really came through the field, finished really strong, and and that last um you know the last hundred meters of that you know similar to, to the leading you know the the lead the men's um top three too, she out sprinted Ruth Kepn Kepn uh from Kenya and uh in, in finishing two twenty two or one um four seconds uh, quicker than Kepn as well so. What did you make of that? Did you did you enjoy that race? I did. I did enjoy that race. So I mean, firstly, I was super impressed with the um, with Bridget Koskai. She really it looked really in control. And what was not what looked to be not that quick a day was looked to be running a and it's difficult. You never know how they actually feel, but it looked a pretty comfortable two eighteen to be honest. Um, and we saw that she went out early, and it was. Uh, Valerie Gemily was out, she dropped off fairly early and obviously Chepney uh, Getich went out with her, Koskai, different class. Sarah Hall, what impressed me about Sarah Hall is, is even in the first half when the camera panned her, how much of the race she spent on her own. So she ran, she wasn't working in a group, she wasn't getting the benefit of sitting behind a few people. So she really, uh, she seemed, she's really grinded there to, to catch that group in front and good on her. Um, I think it's, you know, we talked about this on Sunday. It really, you know, if I'm a US selector, I mean, Molly Seidel, who, who made the Olympic team, she had a very good run in PB. And, you know, let's not forget she was sixth, 225. But I just think Sarah Hall, it's a real shame that you're not going to see someone like that at the Olympics. She's someone who's clearly in shape and, and capable of running well. Um, so, yeah, and then on the on the women, the British women's side, it was really sad to see Steph Twell dropped out. Um, she, Steph was a DNF. Uh, as was Lily Partridge. Both um, have come out uh, later, and I think they ultimately struggled with a cold. Steph had some issues, some niggles going into it, which which ultimately um, contributed. But I think it, they were both. It looked to be a really cold day, and I, and I think when you're out for that sort of time, if you're 
if you do have niggles and you're and you're maybe starting to seize up, it's it's not good. And certainly for both of them, it was a shame to see them drop. Um, hopefully they'll come back um, strong for any trial that we have, particularly Steph. But then beyond that, you know, it was really cool to see Natasha Cockrum, who is now the British champion. She she was first Brit home in two thirty three, edging out Naomi Mitchell from Reading, who was two thirty three. So about two thirty three nineteen to Naomi's two thirty three twenty three. So it was a it was it was a tight one there, and then Tracy Barlow was third in two thirty four forty two from a British side. Um, not super fast. I think during the race we maybe got a bit carried away as to how far. I actually thought they were further under two thirty, uh, <laughs> and they were. It turns out they weren't. You know, um, it's funny so, that like when you look at them running and the screen, you're like, ah, they're shifting, right? And then yeah, <laughs> then, like, no, not. But hey, no, it's it's still you, you you've got whoever's running on the day. You that's who you're racing against. You know. And, we can't take that away from the the girls who ran those times, uh, you know. After all, uh, the British champions. So, so yes, it's. But yeah, I thought maybe the women there would have been a, some quicker times by the the GB girls. But it, yeah, I mean, it's it's a strange time of the year for everyone, and you know, there's been there hasn't been that opportunity to race as frequently and and to really test yourself. So, um, so I'm sure, but I'm sure some of them had great runs and PB too. So. Uh, and just a final kind of closure with the, the the marathon. We we did. I've been I've been having a look at the virtual London marathon results. Now I'm going to look at these results very loosely because you know we don't know anything about the runner. Well, some of the runners have I recognise some of the men's names. Uh, James Hode, you know, he's a Aberdonian who runs also for Thames here and Hounds. He, he was uh, seventh. I'm giving him a mention. He's 232, which you know I, I think James has ran quicker than that, but I don't know what yeah, kind of day he did. Um, but you know your top three, uh, we had Michael Shiflet who ran a 219.57, Gavin Danoa, GB guy, uh, 223, and Dan Charnley, uh, 224.2. And then in terms of the the the, the virtual ladies. Um, Again, I'm just having a look at that. I can't actually find it. Wait there. Hold on. I can. I, I can apologise. I've not made any effort to look into the. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, well, I mean, you're apparently we had. Uh, I, I mate, it must be. I, I don't know. Must. So the win, the virtual winner, was Jacqueline Rutty, who ran a two twenty five fourteen, um, age forty five to forty nine. I don't. Great bike. Great bike there. Must be a bike or maybe a wheelchair race. Maybe she she was in the wheelchair. I, I don't know how the virtual marathon works. I haven't really looked because uh, I haven't really been interested. Donna Lockyer, two, 2.41. Nat- Natalie Crofts, uh, 2.48. So, but again, take those times as, as, as you, you know, as you see them. And, you know, you can happily do your own research if, if you want to investigate. Certainly that, you know, the virtual marathon, the winning woman, that is, I would imagine she'd be a wheelchair racer. And that's why she's got the 225 there. Ah, right. Okay, uh, fair enough. But, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so that's, so anything else, you know, London marathon wise, Tommy? I don't think so, mate. I don't think so. Um, you know, it was, it was great to have a race there. Actually, you know, one thing, I've got one thing for you because I couldn't, we, we couldn't have a show without any shoe news. So, Bit slightly controversial. Sarah Hall wore a prototype. Oh, did she? Yeah. So Sarah Hall wore a shoe that is not available to anyone else on the planet. And as far as I'm concerned, that's a breach of world athletics rules. Now, apparently, and this is what I've read. This is, I can't, the sourcing of this is pretty loose. So, but I read she had a TUE for it, which is nonsense. A TUE for a shoe. 
a TUE to be able to use to be able to to do something that's not in line. An exemption from a, a shoe rule is nonsense. Absolutely nonsense. How can you have a TUE? Well, exactly. Well, if you you have to have an, uh, do you not have to have a TUE for? I, I I need to. Apparently, the shoe was available to London Marathon. They checked it, and uh, it was legal. It was an ASIC shoe. But the fact is, it's a prototype shoe. I th- the rules are the rules are there for a reason. You know that we we I thought the shoe mess had been sorted out, and lo and behold, we had an explosion on on Sunday night about this. So it looks to be a mass. It's a massive stack. It looks like a Vaporfly or a or um, an Adidas shoe with basically the sort of Asics Meta Racer upper on it. And you know I don't care if it's legal though. It's it's not the whole spirit is that it should be it's technology available to everyone, and then that really does level out the playing field. So. I was a wee bit disappointed to see that, and you know what? Sarah Hall's a class a class act. She's run two twenty two before, so I'm, I'm I, I don't know. It makes you think. Really, what, what's the yeah, point I mean, of the rules? It begs to to say, did she even, did she really need the shoe? You know, and I I don't get that though. Like, why would she put herself in that that? Why would she risk her reputation by doing something like that? Like, exactly. Why, why just for a little bit more? Just just wear the 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 best Asics one that there is. To wear for available to everyone, and you don't want to risk uh, lo- get losing out in a medal, uh, especially a second at London and getting DQ'd, because she'll get money for that. Exactly, exactly. I'm trying to find the pictures so I can show you, but apparently, I mean, it was all above board because World Athletics were informed, the race organizer were informed. Um, I just think right. it's, uh, wow. yeah, I, I just think it's a wee bit of a. Where yeah. are we? Here we go. Uh, Protos of the gram. There's a great picture of it. Yeah, so that's her shoe. So, listeners, I'll share it on Facebook, but you can see that it's a massive. Um, Which right? Wear them in a night out. Yeah, I mean they're massive, <laughs> and it's obviously it's not a surprise to see Asics getting to the getting into that in the vault involved there. But um, anyway, it was nice to see. It was nice to see a bit uh, some another person getting a another vendor getting slated apart from Nike. <laughs> yeah, after <I'm> Nike. <laughs> oh me, eh? Well, they, there you have it, eh? There you have it. So, um, yeah. So, other than, like, in terms of news, we, I did watch Wednesday night. And I'm glad I didn't because it was it was some night. In the, now, did you get to watch the 10K? And I think you were watching it, were you? So, I didn't. I, I watched it uh, retrospectively because I kind of I caught, it, I caught it in late. But, I mean, yeah. Absolutely incredible. I mean, to cut to the chase, 26-11, World record for Joshua Cheptegei and fourteen oh six for Gide in the women's five thousand, taking I think is it thirteen and eleven seconds off his so six and eleven seconds off respectively something like that off Bekele's record and Debaba's records so insane. Now Kyle, my question for you is so I mean it looked metronomic it was you know everything you'd expect about you know a, a dedicated world record attempt. Um, Really, the, he looked really comfortable. I've got to say, the question for you is: What do you think about the fact that he's run that with lights? He's got pacing lights on the track, and Bukele wouldn't have had that back in the day. How do you feel about that? Bukele would have ran. Did he run with pacers though? Like when he broke his world record for the first like for the first I mean, bit, I guess so. Yeah. So you know, I don't know, but I haven't watched it. I'm I'm going to, um, but. I am not that bored to be fair. You know, he's he's ran that t- he has to still run that pace. I agree. He's he's it's it's lights for it's not it's not t- it's mentally it'll make him feel like you can just chase it, but it's it's not really I, I don't see it. I, I totally agree. Totally you're, agree. You're, you're having 
you haven't paces. Paces have been going, been a, been around for half a century, you know, if not longer. I've been around for years, centuries probably, pacing people to results in fast times. What's the difference between a light and a runner running half? You know, it's I don't really see. And actually, what I like about the lights is it's not like he's sitting behind a car and that's you. Yeah. He's drafting off it. He's yeah, still yeah. he's out there. He's out exposed. So I, I've got no problem. And you know what? We've seen he's such a class. We saw him run the yeah. <coughs> excuse me the five thousand so well earlier in the year. <coughs> so I've got no, I've got, no, I've got no concerns about it. Absolutely class. No, no, yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what, twenty six eleven? That's incredible. That's what thirteen oh six, thirteen oh five for a five k. So a question for you is, Kyle. He's run thirteen oh five back to back. Whatever it's five and a half. How many British men do you think have run thirteen oh five on the track all time? Two British men. No, three. Butcher, Moorcroft, and Mo Farah. Nice. Yeah, it's three. Three was the number I saw the other day that have that have run that time. Now that's crazy to think that three people, that only three people have done that once, and he's done it back to back. That is incredible, isn't it? I mean, what what's that per mile then? Oh, uh, pass. Two or four per mile. Two or five per mile. What the hell? That's okay, yeah, not bonkers. I, I'm not sure what the, the pace of it is actually. I've that second laps. So that's mental. The women's fourteen oh six is uh is is crazy as well. That's and actually the thing is I was aware we had this NN running team world record day coming up in Valencia. So it was all exciting. I didn't realize that Gide. I, I'll be honest, I'd, I'd heard of her, but I didn't realise I wasn't quite aware she was at that sort of level. So, you know, Debaba is such an absolute queen of the track. So to take so someone to come in and take that down, I mean, sure, she's got to be red hot for next year. Who was the girl who ran really quick over the steeple? You remember that steeple record went last year? Was it steeple? Oh, I can't remember. There was a suspicious world record came in, I remember, at some stage. Anyway, I guess it bodes, you know... We'll see what happens. What happens at Olympics next year? But it's uh, it's fascinating. All these athletes are coming out of lockdown period, tr- running super fast. Yeah. Was it not? Um. Oh, it was. Was it not your? Is it Shahina Qatar? No, that's uh, the. Uh, no. Um. Beat Chet Coach. That's it. Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Four, wasn't it? Right. So anyway, that was super. So super cool there. And the other, actually, one thing. I was going to mention in terms of what we talk about five uh, five thousand meter running um, was there was a during the week you know we've seen so many good um, good races happening in uh, particularly the north east northwest of England over the last few weeks and there was the it was the fast five k as they call it uh, which is in I think it's somewhere do you know what, I'm actually oh, that, that's the one there, the events of the north. Yeah, if it's, it leads anyway. Yeah. So I watched that. It was on BBC Sport. Yeah. So yeah. really, really good watch. And actually, what was I? I just tuned in. I knew it was on. I knew it was a fast race. I didn't realize who was in the field. And what was really cool was to when I turned it on to see we had a real uh, Scottish field in there. So it was ultimately a win uh, in the in the race itself for uh, American uh, Eric Jenkins, who was who was pretty clear to be honest um but what was it was 13.53 but and it was a miserable night it was around a go-kart track it was just like uh, it was horrible just over i think it was just over a k per lap anyway um what was cool though was in this in the sort of second the chase pack we had 
Calm Hawkins, Jimmy Crow, and Adam Craig all going hammer and tongs. And Callum did most of the work, uh, but and then, and then he made a move. The, a guy called Adam Clark went away from the, the group in second, and, and Callum didn't go with him. And then Callum kind of looked like he was coming up, coming coming through to tr- sort of cement that third place. And actually, it was a bit of a burn up at the end. And it was Adam Craig who came through, uh, followed by Jamie Crow, then Callum Hawkins. So a real like burn up. Jamie oh, Crow yeah. has been racing a lot recently, which yeah. is cool. It, it was uh, look, looking at the images. It didn't look like a, it was a great day. It looked a bit wet. Oh, it was horrible. It looked, uh, you know, around the racetrack, uh, there was some some nasty turns in there too. And and I suppose that 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 leads us on nicely. I mean, news just in that uh, Callum Hawkins is going to miss yeah. miss next Saturday's World Half Marathon Championships with uh, an ankle injury. It's a real shame. Uh, yeah, real. Not not it's not it's not a bad time to be injured. You know, he's he's got the qualification hopefully for next year, but. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed he heals quickly and you know he's a form interview of the show so if you do want to look back in some of our archives have a listen it was only a, a couple few months ago so um, yeah a real shame for, for Callum I'm but, sure you'll, you'll come back stronger and faster eh? but the good so that's a shame the good news for Callum is he's got the Valencia half at the end of the year so you would you would imagine that he would be he'll just sort of get take it you know be a big precautionary here and line up all going well in December, but the good news is Adam Craig's been called up. Oh, has he? Oh, so great. Adam Craig, yeah. So Adam Craig is going to make his GB debut, which is great. So congratulations, yeah. Adam. Another interview of the show. Uh, Adam's a top lad. I had a, a quick chat with him in Antrim. It was nice to see him there. So really pleased for Adam. He's now going. He will join Steph Davis in the team. So two Scots there still, which is cool. Really and that's in good. Poland. So that'll be, I'm sure the BBC will be covering that. So... Uh, although we probably want a TRS live feed of it, I'll certainly <laughs> be watching it and maybe get a bit of live Twitter action if anyone wants to interact with us on there. Well, we'll we'll, we'll certainly we'll certainly do our best to to to, to stream that or, or certainly provide the the latest on that anyway. Um, so yeah, well that's that's quite a, a good bit of international news we we've had, eh? Um, indeed, yeah. Does that, does that round up most of it then? It does, I guess. In terms, what it takes us on to quite well is the is the calendar in general. We've had it feels like we've had loads of we've had like international, we had loads of big races there. Um, just to give a few other results that more locally, uh, we had the it was the Lake Dorney Marathon on the weekend, which we were um, we were kind of aware of because a few of our pals were running it. Mainly guys who actually who who decided to. Um, uh, run something after Wrexham got knocked on the head. Uh, so we had there was a couple of guys and girls from our club down there. Uh, let me just bring up the results here so I can talk about them. But the first home from our club, and actually I think the winner overall was Will Mackay, who Will is a, a Metro Aberdeen runner, but um, also he's Bedford. It is is his main um, his main first claim club, so he was running for them. Uh, so Will, I mean, from all, what I've heard from those guys, it was a pretty windy, exposed day. But Will was for the win in two twenty six fourteen. Second place was Jack Blakelock, who's a Thames Hare and Hounds athlete. And third place was a uh, friend of the show, interviewee, guest host, Chris Richardson, Metro Aberdeen, two twenty seven forty one. So Chris eking out what I think is about a thirty second PB there. So uh, good run from him. And then on the women's side, uh, in terms of other Scottish runners, it was what was interesting on the women's side was we had uh, Kirsty Mitchell, who's Metro Aberdeen. She was running, she ran a strong PB in three hours and three minutes and 16 seconds, which was good. Um, and 
to be honest, I've been through the results, but I don't see many other Scottish names in there that are worth reporting. I can't see any either. Apologies. No, no, it's, it's, uh, I don't think there are many. So anyway, good, good to see. So Lake Dorney, actually, we mentioned this on the live feed last weekend. Lake Dorney is the, where the Olympic uh, rowing was held for, in 2012. So it's, you can imagine that. It's just a bunch of laps of that, which is, which is quite grim. Um, so that was cool. What else do we have? We had uh, another one, another show, friend of the, good friend of the show was in action, wasn't he? He, he was, wasn't he? Um, Mickey Wright, is this who you mean? Mikey Wright, yeah, Mikey Wright. Mikey Wright. A, a cheeky wee two, 225, eh? And, and what where was this? Where was this race? The, this was, was in Yorkshire. This was just York. outside York. It was the what they call the big flat runway marathon. And it was again, it's you can see a, a theme here. It was laps of a of a runway. So laps seem to be uh, in vogue right now. But Mikey was for the win, as you say, Carl, 225, 45. Yeah. Uh, and you know what was the best thing, right? Kudos to I'm a big fan of Mikey Wright, he's a top lad. And the best thing about that was he was disappointed. So he, he ran like a three-minute PB. He wins the race, but he's disappointed because he didn't run break 225. <laughs> I thought that was excellent. That's the spirit that we love to hear. So Mikey was the winner, a clear winner as well. Mm-hmm. This is Mikey Wright, who can't stop winning marathons. Two times uh, Scottish, Scottish marathon, marathon champions. And now he's the big runway marathon oh, champion. So I hope he, he got be- a jumbo jet for us. <laughs> So it was second place for the guy Scott Harrington from Otley, 228.59. Third place, Carl Welburn um, of BART. But when I looked down yeah, the results, Brat, it's all in caps. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but when I start looking down the results, I see a few more. There's a few uh, sort of familiar faces in there. Our man, Tom Roach, JSK Running Club, he was uh, ninth in 235.47, which is, which is not close to Tom's best to be honest so I'm, I'm not sure if, what, if that's the shape just the shape he's in or he didn't have, didn't have the greatest of days um, but we also had from Metro Aberdeen we had Hazel Wynas 314.22 which is a, str- a strong run from her and um, we also had a guy Graham Moore um, 318.20 so good to see a few Scots in there again I'm scrolling the list to see if I see any other Scottish runners on there none jumping out at me why is it it's all the Abedonians who are desperate to get a race in and none of the other Scottish runners? Do you know what? That's a very good point. I think it's a lot of the Aberdeen runners are heading down to do marathons. But actually, if you look at like the podium, 10K, that 10K in Cheshire, a lot of the run-through events, a lot of the Central Belt runners are getting out and doing 10Ks. So maybe, ah, that, okay. maybe that's just telling about what we're focusing on up here. Very good. Well, there, there you go. So distance up north then, eh? So it is. Yeah. Hi. So yeah, I mean that that's good good to see some races coming back and you know the the current restrictions it's it's getting a little bit tougher. Um but you know fingers crossed we we still get to see some things. I know some of the 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 Scottish athletics events have been p- pushed back. Um and you know I I don't know what your thoughts are with that but I understand why they've been pushed back. Um so I I've got I've got I'd like to just say a few things on that because I actually had a bit of an engagement with Scottish athletics uh, and the likes of Ian Beat and Mark Monroe yesterday on this, on okay. uh, which was quite interesting. And I think so. Basically, I was my first reaction was the news listeners is that Scottish Athletics have, because of the restrictions, which is which is understandable, they've moved back this uh, the the planned national team cross country they're calling it, which is not a championship event, into November, and the district cross country champs 
are cancelled, which would be December, because the Lindsay short course will now take that. Now, my feeling on that was, my opinion was, I think that's a, I, I agree with the postponement, but I'm, I don't agree with the reshuffle. I think they should have knocked this team champs on the head and they should have kept the short course champs, national champs and the district champs. Now, I understand Scottish Athletics have gone, ultimately gone through a prioritisation exercise. They've discussed with the, with the, the commissions. Fair enough, that's the position they've come to. Um, I still think that they should just make that team cross-country champ, national team champ or something. I mean, it should count for something. Um, I think that a lot of the sort of sub-elite athletes, and I, I, I'm not in that bracket. I'm someone who wouldn't be running. So the, these guys need competition because if they, who knows if there's a, you know, we they need to continue to to compete at that level. Now, what Scott, you know, so Scottish Athletics, I, I said, okay, so what can we, what this, it feels like there's not that many races happening. We see things happening in England more generally. What can we do? And really, I mean, they're in a bit of a tight bind because they want to spread races over two days, which is, which makes sense, but to allow for social distancing, bubbles, etc. But actually volunteering becomes an issue. So that was a kind of, you know, I'm some, I'm sat there, complaining and i'm not actually doing anything about it which yeah. is quite so i'm now i'm vo- i'm volunteering at the national cross the cumbernauld uh champs now so any listeners if you're like me and you share frustration that there's no races yeah then you need you need you need to get involved you need to help out somehow and yeah. and scottish athletics made a very good point that you can start by volunteering at one of these events so i will i'm not going to make the metro team to count for the cumbernauld team xc so i'm going to go and volunteer so oh, good it, you, eh? good uh, I, no, but I think you're right too. I've got uh, it, okay. People are busy, busy lives. That's fine. But if you were, if you would plan to run, but because you're not running, aren't going, I would take a look in the mirror and say, well, do you know, could you still give up the time to to make a race happen? Because hopefully next year, other people will be doing that to make a race happen for you. Exactly. Yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, it frustrates me. I hear people complaining about stuff. Oh, I can't get my race, but they don't really, you know, they're not really contributing to to helping out of them, you know. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's all well and good that you can't get a race, but there's a lot of worse things out there just now. And I'm sure these most of the people who everyone on that commission are volunteers, you know, and absolutely and they're having to make these decisions out their own backs because they're passionate about it and they're giving up their own time, their own family time, their own, you know, time to go out for runs and things. So just you know, I'm I'm sure we all have our frustrations, but I'm I, you know, I'm pretty fed up of folk complaining about stuff i'm done uh, i'm yeah, done with you know if you if because of if postponed race or cancelled race these organizers want to get a race you know they're, they're passionate about the sport but we're lucky enough that you know i'm the same you know like i, I want space to go ahead but if it, if it gets cancelled out of my control nothing i can do but, but by all means i'll put all the things in place uh to try and make the race go ahead if folks start moaning about it then phew, you know, I think there's a constructive there's a constructive moan. I think like one of my biggest problems with the government right now is that there seems to be no challenge to them. They seem to do yeah. whatever the hell they want and no one's holding them to write. So I think there's a balance of we need to feed back what we, you know, where we think things can be better from a club perspective. But you're right. There's there's also on the other hand, if you if you're gonna stand on the podium and, and complain, you should be or pedestal, sorry, you should be uh you should be volunteering. But anyway, so anyway, I guess the point is the calendar is rejigged. So, unfortunately, there's not going to be a district cross-country champs, certainly not in 2020, but until the end of the year, maybe in the new year, there might hopefully be one come in. But the team cross-country is now on Saturday the 7th and Sunday the 8th of November, and the 
short course is on the fifth Saturday, the fifth Sunday, the sixth of December. And we also have the Benny Hill Ultra tomorrow. I think that's one of the very few other races happening tomorrow um, on Saturday. So when this goes out, it'll probably be finished. So we'll, we'll be sure to share some updates on that goes. Uh, so other than that, I think. I think we're done. I think it's. A, uh, I say we're. Rat- you can probably tell we're rattling through tonight because it's a Friday are. night. But, um, Kyle, well, one we've got one bit of business to take care of then, and well, I, I can't decide two. between two. Got I can't. Two. We've got two. Got we've two. got. All right. We let's take care of the first bit of business. I can't decide on the the first one. I'm torn between the two that we've got written down there. So I'll leave it to you. TRS oh. run of the week. Well, I think. Because it was a race, there was a couple of races on. I'm going to go for Mickey Wright, Mikey Wright for his 225. I think, you know, he's been long and I know he was frustrated with his time not getting a, you know, a sub 225. But to do that by himself, you know, no green lights, yeah. red lights, whatever you call them. Maybe there was a jumbo jet pacing him, who knows? Uh, I'm sure you can divulge in that, uh, you know, let us know. But yeah, TRS run of the week goes to Mikey Wright. For a stellar, continuous, sustainable, continuous, I'm saying the same words now, consistent performances in marathons throughout, you know, the, the, the few years he's been hitting that distance. So great run from Mikey. So TRS run of the week. The second closely followed was Christopher Kiley, who uh, is one of our listeners of the show, a supporter of uh, my treadmill challenge. And uh, he ran the length of the Aberdeenshire coast. 140 miles worth uh, at the start of the, the week, which is crazy. So you know, he's another crazy ultra dafty, yeah. Yeah, Chris is a good lad. He's a uh, Chris who ran the UTMB last year. Of course, he's a he's a yeah, well known uh, to the show. So yeah, well done, Chris. Sorry you didn't get TRS run of the week though. Oh, uh, you're close though. Very close. <laughs> that would be nice. So, that, so as, and that that kind of leaves us to finish off the 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 rest of the show with. Um, you know, I caught up with our sponsor this this, this of course, week, yeah. Uh, shop who uh, Tim Rhodes is the the founder and the the leader of 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 the business. So here here it goes a a, a real pub chat of of running and food and drinking with uh, with with Tim Rhodes of Shop. So here we go. Okay, so we've got my good old friend Tim Rhodes on the show today. So, Tim, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Carl. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm absolutely buzzing. I'm I'm sitting here with a a Belfield Brewery craft lager, courtesy from yourselves and um, from your your fine business that's called Shop, who are the sponsors of the show this episode. So, t- well, Tim, firstly, tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll then kind of segue into chatting about you know what 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 you guys do and and you know how the listeners can get involved so uh yeah tell us a bit about tim rhodes even though i already know well uh, yeah i mean yeah i mean you're probably probably more than most and more having lived together for two years there's probably plenty of bits we won't discuss but <laughs> well before we before we stop there tim so i'm sitting here with my wee my wee julie on a, a, a beer that i'm just away to crank open fourth one this this evening it's uh, well, been one of those days. I'm, I'm on my uh, an alcohol-free uh, jump ship, flying colours. Responsible so. guy you are, and uh, he's sitting with his dressing gown on and his long long johns as as, uh, as he used to in the, the good old days. Eh? Well, I've been doing one of my endurance sessions tonight. 
of eight, eight by 200 meters. So just, um, you know, I haven't even given you the opportunity to, to defend yourself here, but Tim is a, you know, he's a seasoned runner. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's actually gone up the distance and this is his actual long distance interval session for the week. Um, you know, he was a, a, a former 400 meter specialist. Um, but anyway, I'm not going to ramble on here. I want Tim to take over the, you know, the show and give, give the listeners a little bit of uh, recovery of my ramblings. So tell us a little bit about you without my interruption this time. Well, it's, uh, so yeah, used to, obviously used to a bit of running, probably a bit slower now. Not, not, I now do a wee bit of long distance, get out with the dog into the hills as, as we did, a, you know, few weeks ago before before things got stricter yeah um and and yeah so see used to track running probably yeah, wasn't quite quick enough to really make any meaningful impact on the world but, but. <laughs> you're still a quick guy though you know he's uh what 51 seconds for the 400 yeah i, I won the um, aberdeen amateur athletic sprint shield once i think Partly because I was the only person that did all the races, but I did, <laughs> did, I did have to win the two and three hundred along the way. But, um, but that's yeah, moved moved up a bit in distance now, and now mostly run with a dog. And I think you know, that, that's the thing with running is it's it's very accessible. You know, you can yeah. get out, you know we go to the Pentland Hills because they're, they're nearby, but you can you can get out and you can you can actually just you can see beautiful places and you can you can have fun, and that's really how I run now. So. Yeah. Really, to keep my belt buckle the same, and uh, so when I and keep, so it allows me to eat and drink what I like, and uh, and 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 to, to to get out and have a bit of bit of fun, you know. How how you guys push yourself for kind of a couple of hours on end doing a half where you don't run for that long doing a half marathon, but you know, I just I get about ten minutes in when I'm out of breath and I think, oh my god. Do you know? Do you know? I think you're. Uh, you know. When you're doing your 400s, now, just uh, setting for the listeners again, you know, I like to set a scene here. T- Timmy used to have, uh, not Tommy, Timmy used to used to have sports some long hair, very long hair. He was, you, you know, your, your kind of Van Halen look, or I don't even know if he had long hair, but uh, I don't know, you know, the reasoning for the long hair. But, you know, as Tim, Tim, Michael Johnson, the way Michael Johnson runs, the way Tim runs, very upright. The, the only difference is, you know, Michael Johnson doesn't look like a girl compared to, to Tim, you know, <laughs> when he's running. He, he's he, just he, flown he, in the background. He's a beautiful looking runner. <laughs> oh, God, it's a, it's a bloke. <laughs> I, did get, I did get wolf whistled once, actually, in, in Bristol. I was quite, I was quite pleased. <laughs> yes. Was it, who was it who wolf whistled? I took it as a compliment. So, so well, Michael Johnson, he, he, he pinched the running style off of me. Honestly, it's one of the most beautiful, elegant running styles I've ever seen from, from a non-professional runner. And uh, you know, just wasn't quick you're very upright. You, you, your, your arms are, you know, you, you've got a great running pushback. Your elbows are tucked in. Your head's upright. Eyes looking to the the horizon. Nice, good high lift. You know, just fluent, symmetrical either side. It's just beautiful to watch and. You know, the, the, the difference from then until now is, uh, you know, you're doing longer distances, so your form's perhaps not as, uh, not what it used to be like. But, um, but hey, you know, you, you're still getting out, you're still getting the runs in. So, Tim, tell us about your, your sort of, you know, you're obviously not doing as many races now and things. Um, what would you say your, your sort of go-to key session is um, for, you know, y- yourself as a runner? 
I try I try and do three three kind of sessions a week. Yeah, okay. Um, so on a on a I'm trying to get, lose track of the days. On a Tuesday, I do a sort of 5K, try and get around that in somewhere in the kind of 18 and a half minute mark. Right. I have, I have, the last race I did actually was a 5K and that was quite a long time ago. It was the Cole, Cole Half Marathon Festival, but I obviously chickened out at the half marathon because it was too fast. So I did the 5K in just under 18 minutes, which I was pretty pleased about. I mean, that's probably a couple of minutes slower than you and Tom did it in, but... I was I was quite happy with that and um, but yeah if I can get around a five k in eighteen and a half ninety minutes I'm I'm more than happy with that and then Wednesday I tend to do my two minute runs so two minutes off and one minute off and that just gets your heart rate going gets a gets a sweat on and then tonight I do a, a shorter session where it's sprints with with something in between but as much as anything I get out you know I get out with the dog who as you've seen he'll just run all day it's oh, unbelievable. Really? Well, I mean, that, that's it. I mean, you know, that's something that, that interests me that what you guys do. So you've, what kind of dog is it you guys have? He's a, he's a wirehead visual. He's asleep in the corner now, but he's, um, he, he, we go out to the Pentlands twice a week with him. So we usually go on a Friday evening and a Saturday, Sunday morning and he's just, you know, he just does everything. He, but it's, it's a great thing to run with. And, you know, we've trained him to be a wee bit scared of sheep so he won't go near them. Um, which is handy and he's naturally scared of cows because they're massive but you know, <laughs> he, he, it's, it gives you a kind of real purpose to running as well because you think well, yeah. well I might as well get the dog out there and even if it's rubbish weather he doesn't care he just wants to keep going and anyone who's kind of thinking of getting into to running I, I mean or wants to run with a dog a visual is a just they're just perfect because they yeah. they've got the endurance because from but they're not they're not as heavy as a Labrador, so they'll go all day. But they've got some serious gas as well, um, and they're very affectionate. So so they're quite keen to stay with you, which is which is good. I mean, he's never run off, and the fact that he's scared of sheep makes life a lot easier. <laughs> the he's, sheep bit. Well, I mean, that, that that's something that was quite interesting though. when we went for a run. Like we were out for a good couple hours, and he was just so fast. And then yeah. um, and and one of the questions I have, and I'm sure some listeners have maybe have done and dabbled in some of this is canny cross races now uh and, and we've never really spoke about it interestingly but I, you know i'd imagine someone like tom's not not really for these sort of things he's a pure runner but i'll let him you know uh he, he can speak his own words but uh i i think it's a great format the only thing that annoys me about canny cross running is folk who do a, they do it as part of a park run and they run this ridiculous 5k time and you're like, that's not your time. You cannot yeah. run that yourself. But it doesn't show up in the parkrun results, I don't think. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I'm sure if I had him towing me along, ah, oh. knock two or three minutes off. I mean, what, what, be... what, what, well, let, set set the scene again. You know, uh, you're in your long johns right now, folks. He isn't really, but uh, <laughs> he used to always sit in his long johns and feed me whiskey at the end of the night before uni, and uh, I would feel uh, I'd feel absolutely horrendous going into lectures. But uh, you know. Set the scene in terms of your your sort of PB and what you think you could run at currently for a five k and uh, what if you train for six months solid what you think you could maybe get down to and oh, secondly dude. what do you think uh, Otto the dog would would make you run a five k and if you if you pulled you along I ask you quite uh, to be honest I, I don't know I haven't thought about I reckon in a race I'd like to think I could get somewhere near the eighteen minute mark. Yeah, I, okay. I really trained it yeah, for I think you six, uh -huh. six months. Oh, 
don't know. I mean, probably, probably not that much quicker because I'm, I mean, as you know, I had a, a relapse of my neck injury at Christmas and um, yeah, yeah. so, so I, I didn't run for, for six, seven months of this year or six months. So I'm kind of only really just kind of getting back into it. I honestly don't think I get that much faster than that because when I, <laughs> when I did run the 5k a few years ago, that was not that. That was the first race I did after my original neck injury. So that was, and that was a long layoff. That was about a year and a half. But yeah, um, with the dog pulling me, I reckon I'd be, I could easily do sixteen minutes because he'd get round five k oh. without pulling me. He'd do it in probably he ten probably, minutes. He beat Chapter guy, you know. I mean, <laughs> oh, easy. Not even trying, you know. It's it, it's just incredible. So five k is a tough distance though because it is. I mean, I know to, to you, it's it's that's the sprint finish 5k for one of your races. Oh, it's, uh, I walk in the park, on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just goes on and on and on. And you think, oh, when's this going to end? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we have totally different tactics on these things because you go out hard and you hold it yeah. as long as you can. I go out really easy because I just know I can't hold it. So <laughs> I was going to the first about the first kilometre or something without really getting out of breath. Because I know if, if I'm out of breath by the end of the first kilometre, I'm having to breathe heavily. Do you remember that? We always say this, but do you remember that time we did the Proms 3K? And uh, and so I, so set a scene again, we're all setting, all about setting scenes today, folks. Um, as I, I ran the first mile and like, it was ridiculous, like 4.30, which is probably my PB. But it was, and then in the second mile, I ran, what was it, like six and a half, seven minutes or something? Yeah, we did <laughs> two minutes quicker than me on the first mile, and we were yeah. the same on the second. <laughs> and you're like, why is Kyle not moving again? Why is he not going further ahead? <laughs> I think you were actually catching me. Um, but it was, you know, Fraser quite, uh, he was on, he's been a regular interviewee on the show. He, uh, he put on the, the newspaper, the, fact, the slowest ever winning time goes to Kyle Gregg. And I was like, oh no, what a great, um, you know, what what a great thing to put on my CV, you know. Uh, yeah. At least you won. You won quite a few of those, did you not? Though? I, I'd say, I don't think, I, yeah, back in the day, you know, but I think I would struggle these days. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, those little things, you know, that's the sort of distance where you were, you know, you, you, you kind of still do and fairly enjoy, but you, you know, you are a recreational seasoned runner, but you're, um, and like we all are, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not a professional. You know, Tom's not a professional. None of us are. But we enjoy it, you know, and it's the whole point of, at the moment, with COVID-19, there's no races happening. So, folks, like, we're all in, the, we're all in this together. It's, at the end of the, it, just comes down to what's important when you go out for runs. Is it to win races? Probably not. Like, I've thought really long and hard about this. Like, you know, and I'm going to ask this question to you. What is the reason that you run why do you run top tim tim tom jesus this is really this is confusing me yeah <laughs> well i guess I, I run for i mean i guess three reasons really i mean it's or maybe even, even say four i mean firstly it allows me to even drink what i like yeah yeah secondly it's 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 a very efficient way of keeping fit because actually you can go out for half an hour and have done a really tough session depending on what you do if, yeah. if that's what you want to do equally you can you can you can go out and run in the hills for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, whatever. And it's it's actually you know it's 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 fun and it's good for you mentally. And I think 
I think, you know, the, the mental side is probably not appreciated enough, particularly at the moment, you know, getting out and into, into a nice environment and having, having fun. And it should be fun because if it isn't fun, you, you know, you, you're not going to stick at it. So if someone's thinking, right, I, I want to get fit, you know, I want to get into running, I want to do, you know, just, I don't know, whatever, lose a PB, find, find a way of doing that's fun because if it's not fun, it's not going to stick, you know, and, and I think, I think that's, that's got yeah. to be the main reason. And, you know, I like, I mean, obviously I have a food business, which we'll, we'll probably talk about in a bit. And, but, you know, I like, you know, my pleasures in life are a good food, good drink and good company. Yeah. And, you know, you can, you can run with good company. And if you've, you've done a bit of running, then you can, you can enjoy good food and good, good drink without, without worrying about the effects really, you know, yeah. it, it keeps you fit. And yeah. It's such a social thing, though, eh? Like, I mean, when, when we, you know, back 10 years ago, I'd be like, Timmy, fancy going out for a long run? You're like, aye, a long run for me is two minutes. All right. Like, okay, well, so you, you come out for me where I run. I would go out for another, you know, 58 minutes, more than you would. Uh, and that was a long run back in, back in our day. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a different I now. I back home after that. Yeah. So that was an but now, like, you know, I go to Edinburgh and see you guys uh, and you're like, right, we're going to go for a run in the morning, like staying at yours or where, where, wherever we are. Tomorrow, we're going to run in the Pentlands for a couple hours. And it would just be like, we, we, that time we went, there's so many folk running in the hills. And you, you knew half the guys and girls there. Uh, mm. But it was such a community-driven thing to, thing to do. And you feel amazing afterwards. I mean, you know, it does help that you guys cook some good, uh, you know, good food as well um but what you know you're just on, on top of the world you know it's just amazing yeah. the, the feeling you get from it uh, we did a relay with logan exactly yeah he, he was a too you know he doesn't run around and he's sitting in the buggy getting he, but he was he was excited he's experienced a new a new place and it was like a runnable kind of we, we it was really you know in terms of the logistics of it we had to run up the road with with logan and then you we would the the girls then had to run over the pentlands they would get to the road and then we would swap and then we would run over the hills and then they would take them back. But it worked. Yeah. Everyone got a really good workout and we got into the hills fresh air, even with all those, like, you know, we made it work. And that's the whole point um, that, that I think we, we all have to do as runners is make it work and enjoy the, enjoy the process and just enjoy the moment as well. Just live in the present. So, uh, exactly. That's, that's it. So talking about living in the present and things, how you know you, you've you've kind of journeyed your your path from. Just talk about your career and where you currently are at the moment. So, yeah, did well. So obviously, at uni did did a zoology degree, which really enjoyed, um, and and was doing athletics as my kind of sort of sport at the time, and that's how how obviously we got to know each other, and then okay. went away and did wasn't quite sure what to do in life, went and did rural surveying and kind of did that for probably seven or eight years. I'm not quite sure now, maybe eight or nine, something like that. Anyway, I just kind of increasingly got, started feeling what's, what is the point of this? And, yeah. and at the same time, kind of thought, you know, so shopping, food shopping is really unsustainable because it all comes wrapped in plastic that goes in the bin. A lot much of it's recyclable. Yeah. We're very reliant on supermarkets, which, and the food, the food from it, like it, it's fine, but it's nothing special. Uh, and you know, and it's just a very, it's a very inefficient process. And I, I've been a long believer in in buying from independent 
independent shops, particularly butchers and fishmongers, things like that, because the quality is so much better. Yeah, that it's really good value. So we, so I was kind of had this. I know it was quite a light bulb moment, but we went through various sort of plans, and and then came up with this business that we have now called Shop, um, and um, spell S C H O P for for benefits of the of the listeners. Um, and on our website, people can order from lots of independent businesses, be they bakers, uh, fishmongers, uh, butchers, um, breweries, fruit and veg suppliers, uh, jam, you know, that we've just got chocolate, coffee, tea, you know, we've got all sorts of things. So you, you can now do, we, we, we're in a situation now where someone can do the kind of the guts of a supermarket online shop on our website from lots of independent businesses. And we, we will then collect all the shopping and, and deliver it to, to, to the customer when and where they want it delivered. And we, we use as little pack, packaging as possible. So some things have to be packaged um, either for practical reasons or, or they've got allergens in them or something. Yeah. And wherever possible, we, we use either reusable, compostable, or recyclable packaging for that. The, the, you know, that... Unfortunately, that the food system is still reliant on plastic in many cases, but we're, we've massively cut down our, the amount of waste that goes into the bin for us. And a, a lot, all my customers tell me that as well, that they, particularly in lockdown, when people weren't wanting to go outside, they suddenly realized they didn't have to, they only had to take the bin out once every three or four weeks because there was so little packaging. Yeah, and okay. a lot of the packaging, you know, a lot of the, the, the butchery we have, it comes in at what looks and feels like plastic, but it's compostable. Mm-hmm. So that can go in food waste bin. And then we, we sell crisps by a company called Two Farmers from Herefordshire. And their crisp packets are compostable and will compost within, um, within 28 days, I think, at home. You know, it's a really good tech, you know, and there are companies out there coming up with brilliant solutions to things, yeah. but they're not easy to get a hold of. And that's what we want shop to be, a kind of one-stop shop yeah. for buying sustainable and ethical produce. And that's not just limited to food. You know, we want people to be able to buy good quality cleaners and we want to expand on to, to, to perhaps sort of ethical clothing, you know. And I've just got myself a new pair of, of, of Dinafits and uh, which, which I think are brilliant shoes, but they go to, you know, some of the proceeds go, go towards protecting uh, snow leopards in the Himalayas and the chocolate yeah. we sell goes towards protecting mountain gorillas in the, um, in the Virunga mountains. And I, we, we had a competition recently about which animal to, to adopt and the mountain gorilla. This is a, this is a TRS pod exclusive. Oh, this is a, yeah. has, has won that competition. So I haven't announced it. Yeah, but um, so we're going to adopt a mountain gorilla and a Scottish wildcat. Um, oh wow! Oh, that's cool. So I mean, like, I, I mean, I I can vouch for what you guys are doing. It's it's amazing. I mean, not just because you're my you're my mate, but it's really it really is something different and unique. And you know, during during kind of lockdown, it's been it's been a real kind of it's been real advantage not advantage. You know, it's been I suppose it has been in a way, but you've you've managed to maximise those opportunities and. Um, and, and you know you're you're growing your business. And how many years is it you've been operating now? We we launched in kind of October November last year, and we're kind of ticking along, doing not a huge amount. Um, you know, we we were reasonably busy in the run up to Christmas last year, and then it, it kind of petered off a bit, as yeah. as you'd expect it to do. And then lockdown hit, and we were just 
It was so, so busy. Yeah. And it was such a turbulent time to be operating because prices were fluctuating. Supply actually was pretty good for us. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have the only thing we really had long term trouble was was curly kale, oddly enough. But <laughs> curly kale, oh. yeah, all the things. <laughs> I know it's weird. Flat, you know, the supermarkets really let people down because you know the the shelves were empty, and I don't know how but we we didn't have a problem getting flour. Really, okay. we could get flour during lock. You know, it wasn't yeah. wasn't a big deal. Loo roll wasn't a huge problem. Yeah. Um, uh, and we 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 sell a brand called Bamboo. Um, bamboo. Bamboo. It's made from ba- bamboo. What? But try that though. Bamboo. Yeah, yeah. And it's oh, it's, wow. it's it's top quality oh, stuff. Actually, if, if anyone's um, into that kind of thing, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's it, 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 we we didn't really have any problems, and I think that's because we were working with specialists. So we were working with butchers who they knew that you know they'd be they knew the trade. They'd been working with yeah. people who knew how to get hold of stuff, and and. You know, and the same with fish and the same with fruit and veg. We're, because we're working with specialists, they've got the contacts to keep the supply lines running. Yeah. And particularly with something like fruit and veg, we we buy market prices. Okay. So we know that the guy picking, growing and picking the tomato at the other end or the or the cauliflower or broccoli or potatoes, whatever it happens to be, they're, they're charging, by and large, what it costs them to produce. So if they're having a problem, trouble with labour, it puts their prices up. We pay more. The supermarkets don't. So, you know, we're, we're, the problem with your milk, though, like you know, the, the 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 shops make all the money and the farmers make bugger all. So I don't know what's happening right now with that. I mean, milk milk is a is a real problem. And and but again, we 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 buy most of our milk comes from Benali Dairy, who are just on the outskirts of Edinburgh, um, just on near the Pentlands, and um, you know, we we. We buy it. We buy it for a lot more than the supermarkets would would pay, and by doing that, we're protecting the end user. Because we, if 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 these businesses go out that produce the food go out of business, I don't have a business, so we've got to pay them. Yeah. The the the, the right amount for them to be there tomorrow, but you know, supermarkets can just drive. You know, they they've got such a grip on it. And okay, we're we're a very small business, and we're not. I don't think any of the supermarkets will be worrying about what we're doing. Um, and there's no reason they should be at the moment, but yeah. th- there is a growing movement of people thinking, well, where does my food come from? And what, you know, am I paying a fair price for it? And, and am I getting the good quality? And, you know, the, the fruit and veg we get, we get a few days fresher than it will get onto a supermarket shelf. So you're, you're getting, and we do, you do notice the difference in taste, particularly with things like tomatoes and peppers and, um, and fruit. Uh, and even potatoes, you know, we, we, we tend to get, because we're buying from the specialists, they get the pick of the crop. So then yeah. we buy that. And it's, it's, it's a, you know, we've tell, tell us, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm quite enjoying this because it's refreshing. The amount of stuff we're chatting about, I mean, running's great, but we need something a little bit different. Now, this is a great segue into nutrition and, you know, looking after your body. Like I'm, um, you know, I'm starting to think about what I eat and, how it's affecting me i'm getting a little bit we're all getting older but we, we should all especially during lockdown i've been see since the, the 24-hour event i've just been eating shite and just you know late and, and i know i i know i need to change and how do i change is the, the issue and some of the things looking forward to food is a big thing like i think you know i'm just bored of what i'm eating i'm just like 
bored of getting the same shitty potatoes from Tesco that have got no taste or the tomatoes. Like, you tell me, folks, if you buy tomatoes from a supermarket and if they even if they've got any ounce of taste in them, I'll give you know sense. Tell me what they are because I'll, I'll go and buy them. The tomatoes from Uncle Sandy's allotment. Oh my god, to, oh my god, to me, they're just amazing. They're just so sweet and like. His fruit and veg is just unreal. Like, he literally has an allotment. Uh, he's got his, his own garden in Huntley. He's got this allotment. And he basically, all he has to do is go to the butchers and go to the fishmonger and get that food. And he'll get all his other veg and stuff from, from his garden. And he, he survives off that. He doesn't spend that much on, on that. And, but the quality of what he eats is just second to none. You go to a supermarket, you don't really get that quality unless you get the top end but the time you get to top end food how, how when when did, when was it caught when was the fish caught probably mm. days ago eh? yeah yeah i totally agree and you know i've always i've always kind of thought well to really get a decent tomato you have to go to to, to continental europe um, it, and and it, it's just not true actually you know you, you can get really good produce um and this year's been this year's been generally speaking pretty good. You know, actually, some of the Scottish tomatoes have been really good this year. Um, it's some some things that you know the, the strawberries have been strawberries and blueberries have been absolutely phenomenal. It's right, right. The, it is just the end of the strawberry season now, which it's gone on a long time, but they're they're, they're best at the start of the season, obviously. Yeah. Um, the peppers have been great this year. But then, you know, we had a really wet summer in Britain that hit a lot of the spinach. So the, the spinach is really good, but but it, there's just not much of it. So it's become expensive. Um, but we, the quality you get from buying from smaller independent producers or specialist producers, whether that be a farmer's market or or, or a, a farm shop or, or, or whatever it happens to be, as you as you say, you notice it. And I'm, as you know, I, I, you know, I quite like cooking, but I'm not a brilliant cook by any stretch. I'm kind of comfortable in the kitchen, but nothing, nothing special. Oh, right, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're down, downplaying yourself. It's but if you, if you good ingredients, yeah. You know, there's only so far you can go wrong, really. All right. No, I, I mean that's that's it. Like I think what we need to do is we need to link up with you, and we need to link up with nutritionists, and we need to tell people what the ideal week of of nutrition and, and food that they need to get um i think that'd be pretty cool eh? yeah yeah we can yeah. we can we could provide the food if they if they want <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm a great believer in in a balanced diet you know i i'm not vegetarian i eat a lot less meat than i used to um but anything in moderation really you know and you, i mean you know fine well i, I like a beer Oh. Um, and but well, that's that's it. Whilst whilst we're think, thinking about it, it's just like um, sort of a side. Um, I can't think of the word now. You know what I mean? Um, offshoot. Um, obviously, yeah. I'm drinking alcohol-free beer. The German ski team at the last Winter Olympics took alcohol-free beer with them because it's it's full of vitamins. It's isotonic. It's, it's, it's just not the alcohol bit in it. Is is the bit that, as we've all known on a on a morning occasionally the alcohol bit is <laughs> damage but um but it's uh it's refreshing though i i find if i have a beer the night before a race or a session it just chills me out i mean yeah. if i have 10 then i am not feeling great but 
you know, one or two, it, it just sorts me out. It makes me relax. I've got more motivation. I've got more like, um, I just feel more positive the following day. People yeah. might think that's a bit, you know, you're doing yourself an injustice by having a beer the night before, but you know, mentally it makes me feel like I'm, I'm ready to race. I don't know what it is, but, um, but I know you know, I, I'm not a professional. I'm not, you know, nowhere near that sort of level. But everyone's everyone's certainly different. But uh, it de definitely helps me. So um, well, there's yeah. no golden rule, I don't think, is there? Because I mean, you you know yourself. This, to, to competitive running, there's so there's so much men. You know, you win and lose mentally. Really, I mean, okay, you can be fit, but everyone everyone on the start line is fit. You know, you don't get to the start line without being fit. It's it's the mental side that, that wins. Yeah. Yeah. And the kind of racing you do, you know, the ment it's 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 a mental marathon as well. Oh, that's um, what I do, you know. The kind of racing I did, you yeah. could take yourself out before you'd even before you even the gun's even gone and you know, and it's so so easy to do and you you, you know you yeah. and you know, i d I'm sure you got listeners who have experienced this as well, you know, that you kind of put into a corral before the before the race and everyone's like oh what's your pb what's your pb and most of them making it up anyway and <laughs> yeah. because you might have run that six years ago so it yeah. doesn't um, and you know and there's there's all the kind of particular sprinting all the kind of chest puffing and oh, yeah. each other up but actually and the thing with the 400 meters which is kind of where i settled not being quite fast enough to do 200s um <laughs> is you what know, were you for the 200 Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I think I got... You're like half the time that you were for a four? No, I think it was about 20, 23, eight, something like that. Okay. I can't, Jesus. I can't remember. It's, um, it's a long, uh, long, that'll be the uh, best part of a decade ago, to be honest. It's probably, it probably would be that. But, um, you know, someone can go off like the clappers in a 400 metres. They get to 250 and they, they, you know, or 300 metres and they're like, they're like they're in treacle. So you've just yeah. got to run your own race. And I guess that's even more true with the kind of running you do. If, if you're not running your own race, you could, you could blow up with 10 miles to go and you could have been, you could have been. It's all, ahead, that's but, what it's about. You know, like you can, you can have the physical ability to run for as long, but if you go into the race and run too fast or, usually too fast and you, you, you forget about your nutrition, the amount of things like that treadmill 24 hour challenge, the amount of things I had to remember to do was unbelievable. I, I had to remember, I, 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 you know, I, I didn't underestimate, but there's so many things you really have to think, think about to keep your body upright and just to keep your mind active and, and to stay positive. It's, it's difficult uh, mm. to do. And, and that's not just, treadmill challenges it's any you know most of the certainly the ultra side of things uh i've been doing recently you really have to know what your body's capable of doing and and know how to feed it as well it's uh and that doesn't come from just your physical strength that comes from understanding what understanding what your body can do during training and teaching it during training so that when it comes to the race you can just go right. I know what I'm needing to do, and I've got the confidence to do it. It's it's quite it's a, it's an art. It's a fine art that I haven't mastered yet, but one day hopefully I will. So um, well, maybe you you and Tom were discussing a few weeks ago. I think with Mikey Wright, who's a who's a kind of mutual friend. Of he had a, a great run. Uh, he did the race at the weekend, and he ran a two twenty five, a massive PB for him. Um, 
I think yeah. you won. It was some air 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 run, like air run yeah. runway run or something somewhere. I don't know where it was, but um, at an airfield, I think. Uh, so it's just laps of marathon running, you know, which chat, but 225 great run. All these people in life, you think, how on earth do you, how does, it, how does he fit everything into his day? Just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got, a, what, a, yeah, a busy guy, yeah, a really busy guy, but certainly inspirational, you know, what, he, what he's been doing. So, yes, I remember you guys discussing nutrition on a race, and it's not, that's not something I've ever had to deal with because of the, the, um, the distances I run, you know, yeah. Um, but, you know that, as you say, it's, it's as much training your body for for. Okay, you can train to put one one foot in front of the other and just keep doing that. And and, that, and I'm being a bit flippant there, but you know what I mean. But you've actually also got to train your body to be able to cope with. Like I always have this type of gel, or and I can't name any because I don't know them. Um, <laughs> the only one I do know is Active Root. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the only one that we uh, we we, we uh, endorse in TRS is Active yeah, Root. That's, that's lucky. Um, but, they, uh, you know, you, you, if you're going to rely on that over a long distance, you've got to keep using that. And I guess you know, food is the same. If if you're if you're if it works for you to have a beer the, the night before a race, or have a beer the night before a race, there's no hard or fast rule, is there? And yeah. you know, every every you know top athlete they speak to will have a slightly different solution to the same problem. And as you say, none of us are none of us are pros, so. It's, it's not worth taking that seriously. And I think that's a, a key thing. And it's something I never actually handled that well running is not winning. And that's going yeah, yeah. sound really poncy. And I don't mean it that way because I didn't win that often. But yeah. actually being comfortable in your own performance. And if you didn't win, but you got a PB, mm-hmm. giving, making the time to give yourself a pat on the back, I think is really important. And it's it doesn't matter what level of running you're doing. And that's what, one of the reasons I think you'll be a brilliant coach because you're very good at working out what people want to get out of stuff. Ah, oh, thank you. And 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 saying, well, you know, because if someone wants to get their half marathon time down to three and a half hours, and at the moment it's three hours forty-five, you you, you can tell them how to reach that goal, and it yeah. doesn't actually matter what someone's goal is as long as it's a goal to them. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. So, no. I, I, I think so, you know, and, and that's, I, I love that sort of thing, you know, working out how we can get there as well, you know, and it's not, goals have to be set by yourself. You can have, and I think you can get some advice and, but really it comes down to the athlete and whatever you want from it, you, you know, deep down why you want to do it. What, what's the reason you go to the why, like, why, why do you run Tim? you know, and you'll say to get fit, but then you go, well, why do you want to get fit? And then you say, because I want to look buff. And then you're like, well, why do you want to look buff? You know, and to impress Totty. And then you're like, well, why do you want to impress Totty? To, I don't know. I failed at that for six years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, little things like that. And it's finding out the why is really important. And so ask yourself that, folks. Find out the why to why you run. And uh, and keep saying why, why, why. And then you'll get to your root cause, hopefully. Uh, yeah. So, so well, anyway, well, why... Well, I want to ask the question. So, why have we got Tim on today? <laughs> he's not a, you know, he's he's not a Callum Hawkins. He's not a, I don't know, a Laura Muir, but he's a, he's he's an inspirational guy to me. He's a top, he's a top bloke. He's a top mate, and he's also got a, you know, he's an entrepreneur, in in 
something I think is really, you know, different and, and unique in, um, in, in, in the actual business itself, shop, it's going from strength to strength. And, you know, I, I'm, I want to support, um, TRS wants to support businesses such as yourself um, during these sort of times. And, and, and in terms of shop, how tell, tell the listeners how folk can get in touch with them. So we, we, we have a website which is uh, HTTPS colon slash slash shop dot co I think. But if you just You're type in the door, it's FYI folks. SCHOP dot co, which I'm told is the kind of what the cool kids do these days, but I think it's actually the, the Colombian tag. Anyway, shop.co. And if you go on there, you put in your postcode and then it will show you the shops that are closest to you. It's, it's open to people who live in Edinburgh. So we deliver from EH1 to EH22. So I'm afraid you know, some of your Aberdonian listeners uh, won't, won't be able to benefit from quite yet. Although quite you know, yet. in time we hope. Quite um, yet. But, we will keep you in the loop. Yeah, we, we, we hope to expand where we can. And it, what the website does is it ranks the shops depending on how close they are to you. So it will pull the closer shops to you to the top and that will allow you to buy from your, your local shops and support your local shops. Um, and, and, you know, the benefit to you is you don't have to go anywhere. You know, we'll deliver it to you. There won't be much packaging. And, and what there is, hope, you know, the majority of that will either be reusable, compostable, recyclable, and you get great food. We also, we offset the carbon created uh, from our delivery service um, in a, in a, biodiversity scheme in East Lothian, which, you know, as and, as and when electric refrigerated vans are available, we'll move to that, but the top technology isn't quite there yet. So we, we've got this kind of solution, which, which works, but it's, you know, everything's an evolution. Everything's a step, you know, we're all trying to get better and so is the world, but so they can go on there, they can fill their basket whatever they want. Um, the minimum order order is 30 pounds but actually by the time we put a few beers in or or whatever you know 30 pounds on a weekly shop isn't is, is nothing really yeah. so that, that's how it works they can get on there find out what they want there's a bit of information about the various products if they want to find it out you know all the you know a lot of the the beef comes from either the borders or or Dumfrieshire, the lamb is the same or the pork at saunderson's comes from that I think all the pork on the website comes from an, an uh, outdoor rear free range pork farm in the borders you know so they can find out the provenance of what they're of what they're buying and the main reason we did it was to allow people to buy really good food and make the whole experience a bit more sustainable because as as you do and I'm sure a lot of the the listeners will they'll enjoy running in the countryside they don't want to see litter yeah they want to you know we we, we enjoy the natural world that and as you, as we said earlier, I've got a biology degree, so I'm, I'm kind of a tree hugger at heart. And that was that was the kind of motivation, just to make, just to hopefully have a better service. And yeah, yeah, we're not we're not the cheapest shopping service out there, and we can't be because of what we do. But I hope we're, we're, people will think it's worth it. And we've got we've got customers who come back again, and again, and again every week. So we must be doing something right. We just need to to keep going and. We're, we're so lucky in Scotland. There's so much brilliant food and drink. I mean, I see you're, you're, you've got your Belfield beer. They're just up the, the brewery's just oh, up the wilderness. Dynamite this stuff. They're decent. Oh, beer. Absolute treat. Yeah, they're decent beers. And Stuart Brewing's on the website. They've got some really good beers. I've, I've got a jump ship here, which is which is great. And yeah, 
all all produced within a few within Edinburgh. You know, yeah. it's it's we're so lucky in Scotland and in, and in Britain, and actually in just in this part of the world to have such easy access to brilliant food. When you think, you, you know, particularly you know with a link back to running, there are people. Some of the greatest runners in the world come from parts of the world where good good food is very difficult to get hold of. Yeah. When we're, we're very lucky in this part of the world that we have that and and good drink is probably even hard to get hold in those parts of the world maybe that helps them be so quick i don't know but <laughs> maybe part of the key but um but yeah. might be all right if i uh, stopped eating my party rings and my my beer you know yeah That's, well it's you know. good training food you got you probably got most of the beer most of the food groups in there one way or another so, <laughs> um, yeah so our plan is was to make shopping better and more sustainable and we're always trying to improve we're not we're not you know we're not where we want to be in five years uh, but but then where we are in five years we'll probably be thinking another uh, hopefully we'll still be you know still be going we'll have another five years to, right. to yeah. again. Right. just make make life a bit easier for people and i i like to think we take we can take anywhere between about 40 and 40 and 60 cars off the road per week and that, that's got to be a good thing as yeah. well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's living in Edinburgh and sees our sees our van driving around, you know, give us a wave. Um, and and you know, check check out the website and hopefully yeah. there'll be some stuff on there that you we'll put a link on it as well so so folk can check it out. So before yeah. you go, Tim, I'm, i keep I was almost about to call I keep thinking I'm gonna call you Tom, but it's uh you got that. You got that vibe about you, know. <laughs> two, two out of three ain't bad, I suppose. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, fartlek questions. It can be a lot as long or as short as as you want them to be, as as a fartlek usually is. So in no particular order, uh, miles or kilometers. Kilometers. Rest Meet- day or recovery run. Say again. Rest day or recovery run. Rest day, obviously. Ah. Jeez, you're the only one who said rest day. That's because you, 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 you lazy bastard. You interview people that run long distance. <laughs> Favourite movie? Oh, it's a tough one. Favourite's tough. So favourite is probably a JCVD classic, Double uh, Impact. Oh, I, think the best, my, I think the best movie ever made, though, in my opinion, is Schindler's List. Oh, very good, very good. That's been that's been one of, that's been a, a choice before. Eh? Interesting yeah. to say that. What's your your go to carb of choice? Um, ooh. right. Being the food man you are, let's uh, let's hear it. That's a tough one. Be, I, I really like rice, but I probably eat more bread. Bread, yeah. I've got bread. to say, you bread through and through. Yeah, and if, anyone, rice and that bread, be. if anyone's if anyone does fancy doing a bit of shopping on shop, I can thoroughly recommend the flatbreads. They're absolutely top quality. Really? Yes. In absolutely. No, I, you've got. You, I, I, I remember you showing me some of your breads. You've got. How do you even make it like that? Yeah. It, looks, it looks too pretty to eat. Or oh, chewy, chewy, chewy. No, chewy is a way to jump on. Next way to smash something. Chewy, stop that. Uh, this is that getting edited out here. She's my cat, by the way, folks. Oh, right. Uh, running about like a ragdoll, as she is. Uh, Jesus Christ. Running yeah. hero, Tim. Who's your running, other, other than Kyle Gregg, who's your running hero? Other than you. It would be, it'd be Michael Johnson. It would oh, be just, just 
I mean, quickly in motion. Just, just hearing him. I mean, he's he's usually bang on the money with his punditry. I, I think. I think so too. Yeah. He's very. Um, he says it the way people want to hear it. You know, near dick yeah. but he's he's such a technician. You know, he just he just got his tech technique finer and finer and finer. Is that the cat? He, yeah, he, he was such a technician and he just refined his thing. And that's that's one of the things I think, you know, you'll be brilliant as a coach is, is just giving people simple tips that can make running a bit easier. So he's an inspiration for that, definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I don't know I'd be quite like him, but, you know, I can always strive for, you know, to be to be like that. But, you know, when my, my running days are long gone. <laughs> oh. So what's your, uh, what's your least favourite running race you've done other than me beating you at the proms I did one race that was it was hellish it was I can't remember how far it was it was a long <laughs> way uh, it was it was at the Hermitage of Braid I think in Edinburgh and it was a it was a handicapped race and this was this was in the days where yeah I was very much a two and a four hundred metre runner and a two minute run was my endurance type thing and it, I don't know, it went on for miles and miles. It's probably, <laughs> but it felt like miles and miles. And I just spent the whole thing being overtaken by people because I went off quite. They said, whatever, you know, what's your PB for whatever distance it was? And I didn't know because I'd never run one. <laughs> so I went off quite early and I spent the whole thing being overtaken. It was so demoralizing. I hate <laughs> and there was a moment I turned around and I was about, I was about 18 or 19 at the time. I turned around, I was maybe a bit older, early 20s. And there was this probably wasn't a pensioner, but he, he had white hair. He was, he was easily in his fifties and he was coming up behind me. I thought, right, I'm not letting this guy beat me. He overtook me without even, he wasn't even breaking sweat. And I was absolutely, <laughs> and I got to the end and about a hundred meters from the end, I spied someone in front of me going slowly. So I just sprinted. So I must've, I overtook one person about three meters before the line. <laughs> That's the worst race. I hated it. If yeah. anyone does handicap races, don't because it's it like uh you know one of the you know the girls who you know you're like ah i can't get beaten by her and you you sprinted past her and stole her glory you know oh no i had no i was, I was broken no any i didn't care who passed me <laughs> anyway everyone was passing me i don't know if they were male or i can't even remember so many people passed me sounds like me at the hard news jesus it was oh, it was awful. that 80 mile thing i did and i walked it i don't blame you oh Nice. Literally miles. Yeah. Right. Last question we have. What's your? Well, no, two. I've got two questions. Um, three actually. Favorite shoe. What's your favorite shoe? On road or off? I can. Wherever you want. Wherever you want it to be. So on road, uh, I'm. I've always run in Brooks. I just think Brooks are great shoes. They're sturdy. They, they last a long time. Most people nice. like these, but I, I like Brooks. Off road, I really like Dinafits. I oh, yeah, that's the, the ones that look like Salomon's, but they're not. Yeah, they're quality yeah. shoes. Yeah. They're not. They they used to be quite tricky to get in Britain. You can now get them on sports yeah. shoes and, and I'm sure other places. Oh, okay. And okay. hopefully shop at some point when we start selling. But yeah, great shoes, really like them. Yeah. And what's your favourite beer? Now, this is a, I, I, I'm interested to know what this is because I've got an idea what it might be, but I don't think it is anymore. Is it Hobgoblin? I used to really like Hobgoblin. <laughs> you know, the Hobgoblin. <laughs> my taste has gone a bit lighter. Funny enough, it's one of my favourite beers, and we, I really like the, you know, I really like the Belfield um, Bohemian Pilsner. I think that's a that's a great beer. I really like Radical Road Reverse from 
Stuart Brewing. Nice. Another one I really like is we don't sell it is um, Hurricane Jack uh, from Fine Ales. That's a, that's a that's a cracking beer. Oh, Loch Fine. Is that it? Loch yeah. Fine, isn't it? That's a really good beer. Okay, I know it. I'll have to have a wee look at that too. Yeah, they're all quite yeah. similar, but yeah, something kind of light and light and fruity. Now the final question I have for you is, uh, and, and I know you've done a beer mile because you did it at my wedding, and I think you did pretty well. What position? Uh, I don't think I finished, but I don't think I was the I first. You finished? How the hell did you not finish? That's like that's like your perfect race: drink beer, run a lap for years, then have a recovery and do it again. And you didn't even finish it. Well, most people were doing it in teams. I think I did finish, but it took me quite a long time. <laughs> but most people were doing it in teams. Oh, were they? Ah, oh, jeez. Wow. So what, what? So what do you think you could run a if you were to train for six months? What do you think you could run a beer mile in? Quicker than I probably could run it in. Uh, I'd like to think I'd get round in 20 minutes. Is 20 that good? Minutes. I can't remember. Is that good? Not shite. That's like, no, it, you may as well not start. Uh, I, mean, I, ran, two minutes. I think I, I'll probably do it in two minutes. <laughs> so I, I'll give you some, uh, what, what was I? I was like, my PB is 650, although Tom doesn't believe I ran 650, but I definitely did. And the last time I did, I was like 13 minutes, but I'm, you know, I'm no, I'm like 10 years older now. It depends on the beer, doesn't it? Yeah, it does depend on the beer. It depends how you're feeling in the day too. It's, yeah. it's a bit like a race, I suppose. If, but, if you got something really fizzy, that'd be tough, wouldn't it? But you can dine a beer quite quickly though, can't you? I used to be able to. Funny enough, I'm a bit out of practice. That's what happens to you as you get older, isn't it? But, um, yeah, something, if you, if you had quite a kind of smooth, not too fizzy beer, you could drink a pint reasonably quickly. So what's, you could probably run a lap after a few pints, what, say, conservatively, one minute, you know, the first lap, do it in a minute, easy. Aye, for you. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it? For you. But then the last lap, that might take two or three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you could run then? I'd like if, yeah, maybe maybe 15 minutes. I don't think I'm, yeah, that's shite. It probably is. It's an enjoyment session, you know what I'm like. Ah, oh, yeah, well, yeah, you are, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're a one-minute wonder, you are. You, you know? Do you have to do it in one go? Because you could could you do a lap one day and then stop the clock? <laughs> oh, no, you got to do it all in one. Baz, Baz out, all the way, eyeballs out, all the way home. And, and, and that, now, 15, jeez. Well, right, we're, we're definitely organizing, after all this COVID stuff, we're definitely doing another beer mile. And I've got to see you, you know, get, get you down in the, you know, an Edinburgh one, a Glasgow one, an Aberdeen one. TRS goes goes uh you know what's the word goes goes live no not goes live tour tier the TRS tour. Well, what, what, what do people set their they have to set their, their aspirational time. Yeah, and that's true. Some sort of for not penalty for not meeting it. <laughs> so if someone says, "Oh, I reckon I can do it in eight minutes," that's a good idea. They don't. They've got to do. I don't know. You can't have hazing anymore, can you? Do another mile. Yeah, they've got to do some sort of fundamentally unpleasant, but but not not damaging. Yeah, forfeit. Because <laughs> I'm I'm conscious that hazing is a big no-no, so we can't do any of that. Uh, but um, back in the day when we were at uni, it was no problem. <laughs> People would do what they liked, didn't they? <laughs> uh, yeah, but that, that'd be a good chance. So if everyone declares a time, and then they've got to try and. They've got to try and, and if they don't make it, yeah, 
whoever gets closest to it or something wins, something like that. Yeah, I like it. Well, that, let's you're, declaring, do it. you're declaring what six forty-seven? Did you say six? Uh, I think it was six fifty-two. Actually, 52. I'm going to find the footage and I'm going to share it because no one believes me. I've been saying that for a while now, but I definitely did. I know I did. Yeah. What's What's Tom's PB? Not as quick as mine. That's for sure. That's the actual that matters. <laughs> oh me. We did. Right, well, you two would have to win it, given that you're the uh, you're, you're the. I pro. came last the last time. Did you? Yeah. We did one last year and I was last. So, uh, nah, can't do it. It's not me. You're getting old, Carl. It's not exactly. Fun. exactly. I'm past it, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure speaking to you, Tim. And it was great to, you know, chat about, you know, this This was a, a kind of alternative type interview, which is great. You know, we, we, we really, for me anyway, I've enjoyed speaking. To you. I always enjoy speaking to you about just running related, just, you know, anything really, you know, and, and, you know, the food related things. And I think it's really interesting to, to hear about how, you know, how food can be perceived as well. You know, in the supermarkets, you think it's fresh. And for me, I mean, it's really a lot of the food you get is just crap and it's packaged very, very, you know, very nice. And, but it's the quality there, you know, the butchers, the fishmongers, um, even the folk who don't live in Edinburgh, you know, like, you know, get to your local shops, like your local butchers, your local fishmonger, your local bakery, and, you know, take advantage of good quality ingredients. And, and I'm sure you'll feel a lot better for it as well. Um, and anyone who lives in Edinburgh, you know, Edinburgh runners, you know, get, you know, we'll leave the show notes um, on, on the podcast. Um, have a look at Tim's amazing business and what he's doing he's doing a really good thing and uh you know the quality of what he what he has in there is amazing you know i've had uh, been lucky enough to taste some of his uh, food and drink um visiting his house and it's been second to none so yeah get involved and um you know get your orders in as well so Brilliant. awesome thanks carl there was one thing actually i remembered i've got to say it's uh i'm with you on a on on diamond league I, I like it. See, uh, I know, I know that's <laughs> a bit of discussion on that, but I think, I think the Diamond League feels to me a bit like Commonwealth Games at the moment. You know, there's, there's <laughs> quality people there, and yeah. there's really good times. But, but I mean, that's it. I'm, I'm not disagreeing. There's not any quality runners there. There the, the, the clearly is because yeah. of the, the times folk are running. But it's more. I remember the past Diamond Leagues. It's rammed. Like you know, they've got. They've got heats and semi-finals for the hundred meters in the Diamond League. They don't have that. They just don't have that standard at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and 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 that's not a bad thing. It's it's clearly a difficult time, and you know you've got only a limited number of runners who can actually attend these events. And and I'm sure there's not any qualification. I don't know what the criteria is. Uh, we're, we're lucky enough to have Jake Whiteman on next week, uh, who's been to all the Diamond Leagues, most of them anyway. So it'd be interesting to hear what he thinks of it. But some of the, the results are, some of them are amazing. But, you know, I'm still sticking to my guns. I've, I've seen better quality, uh, you know, Diamond League in terms of depth. Maybe the top end performances are very good. But, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, across the board, that is across the spectrum. We're seeing a lot of world records this year. Now, what do you think that's... Why do you think that is, Tim? <laughs> I, won't, I won't show you what, what Tim just did to me there. It was, uh, he, he, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's just some uh, nutrition. 
Yeah, exactly. Something to do with nutrition, but who knows? Eh? Nutrition. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's but we're probably getting into libelous territory there. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe, people maybe just had more time to focus on their training. Shall we? Yeah. Should we I don't know. I suspect it's not that. <laughs> As yeah. a, there's a lot of you know lockdown does does weird and wonderful things to people's training clearly yeah it does yeah it's uh yeah i'm, I'm i've got a lot of suspicion around uh, this is probably not preaching to the right audience i have to say but a lot of suspicion around the top end of athletics and uh and, and we watch a lot of cycling as well actually and there's, i suspect there's a there's a bit it's, it's a shame you know i mean it's, it's always going to be in a sport and, and i think there's going to be more you know, we're now creeping into more mechanical doping with shoes and things, and, and that's maybe the wrong word because it's a lot of the the shoe debate is legal, and you know you're quite in your right to with shoe technologies developing and performances are getting quicker with that those t- that technology. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, people will start to take advantage of those those uh, fine margins as well, and. And, and people are already clearly in top end world record holders, world champions. Look at your, um, you know, look at your Wilson Kipsang, and you've got uh, what's the other guy, Kiprop as well. Yeah. You know, these, these guys and 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 they, these guys are the folk that I used to look up to in in, in the world of distance running, and you know they've been caught out. Just athletics, athletics. I mean, I think it's having a few identity, particularly track athletics, a few identity crises. You know, I, I personally, and I know there'll be a lot of people listening who, who probably disagree with that. I think, I think Casa Semeni has been treated really badly. Um, you know, track track athletics particularly is, is about is about celebrating the, to, probably to put it a slightly cumbersome way, um, freaks of nature. You know, Usain Bolt is is a freak. I mean, how does someone so tall get off the line so quickly and get into a stride so quickly? Um, and you know we, we celebrate that because he's charismatic and he's 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 you know he's he, you don't get tall people people that tall running 100 meters because yeah. because they tend to take too long to get going but he's he's brilliant at it and he's celebrated and Casta Semenya through through really no fault of her own she just happens to be she just happens to be bloody good you know and you know, maybe she's genetically different, but we're all slightly genetically different. You know, she's, uh, that's my view. And there's probably a whole nother pod you can do on that. And, but I, I, I think, I think athletics needs to have a bit of a long, hard look at itself, track athletics particularly, and just work out what, what, what is acceptable because giving, giving someone drugs to slow them down is nuts. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, especially for just a sport you know exactly at the end it's a sport and she hasn't got the world record i don't think i might be wrong on that. might do she, she might have had the 800 i think she, does she i think she I thought, does um, so or a ridiculous time she ran the 800 in but um years ago it was like yeah. when you know i think it was like 2012 or something or uh, maybe she does but I, th- I thought it was still held by some Eastern European from the 80s who was almost certainly clean, obviously. Yeah. No, no doubt about them. But, um, <laughs> yeah. No, she, oh, you're right. She, uh, the oldest world record in outdoor athletics is that women's 800 meters. The time to beat 153 was set by uh, Jamelia Kratko, Kratch from Czechoslovakia, yeah, Czechoslovakia in July 1983. 
Um, so yeah, I, I actually thought uh, Casta Semenya had it, but she clearly doesn't. So she was very close yeah. to it. I think she was very very close to it, um, but just maybe didn't 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 grab that that world record. So there you go. It's a it's it's a tough. I I feel very sorry for the way she's been treated. Whether or not people think you know she she should be running with women or not, I I I think she should be. I don't think she's done anything wrong. She might be um. um is it is she X is she XXY? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 you know, who knows? Eh? It's a tough. Anyway, I, I should let you get on because otherwise we'll, I'll be here all night. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, we could we will chat offline, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, good to chat as always. And we'll once 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 um once all. Covid calms down a bit, which central lockdown gets out of out, you know the the two week uh, limit you guys have got or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think one form or another. I don't, you know, Covid this, this Covid stuff's going to last a long time yet. I think yeah. um, it's. I know no, nobody's going to want to hear that. I, I'm, hoping, <laughs> no I'm hoping we'll be out by March next year, but I, I don't think there's any guarantee of that. Aye. Right, well, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Uh, thank you, Dane, at some point. Yeah. We've got a spare room again. We've got a spare room again. So <laughs> once we're allowed to, we'll, yeah. uh, and we'll, we must come up and see you guys when we're done. Right. right. Good stuff. See you soon. Cheers. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining to uh, this week, uh, Tim. Really, that's great to get you on, and we look forward to. Maybe we should be doing. I feel like we should be doing that sort of interview though in person with a pint next. Oh, time. that's it. Those, those are the great, and you know, the, some of the, the the best interviews. You're sitting there with a pint, just having a chat. You know, that's that's the sort of interviews we need to get get down to. You know, that, similar to what you were doing with you know you Fraser Klein and. And brother calm, you know, I, 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 just over a year ago, eh? just sitting down at right, yeah. a pint, having a dram. That's very good. So yeah, excellent. Well, other than that, well, let's uh, let's you know wrap up the show, folks. Um, as always, if you do want to get in contact with us, tell us about what you guys have been up to, any crazy challenges you're doing, any races up coming up. Uh, you know where we can get us. We've got. Our email, tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. You can check out our website, tartanrunningshorts.com. Facebook handles at Tartan Shorts. Give us a like. Uh, Instagram at Tartan Running Shorts and Twitter at Tartan Shorts. So give us a follow. And um, yeah, and if you do want to uh, check out my my sort of training coaching side, um, you can, yeah, you can, you can check my, De- Debbie's making funny faces at me right now outside in the window. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you can email me tar- kyle at trs-training.com or you can check my website out trs-training.com so other than that what's uh tom you you better finish off of your your news your way to to paris i am yeah so i start a new job so i'm going to paris on on uh on monday for for a couple of weeks there's a there's i say i can be completely open with the listeners here i'm due to move to paris for a new job but with COVID and Brexit looming as well, there's a bit of doubt. I still haven't got it. It's still not 100%, but there's a, I need to go out to, to at least do a bit of a handover and, and whatnot. So I'm heading over to Paris for a couple, for a couple of weeks on my own. Uh, Fiona will stay here. We'll, we will anyway, so that's, um, so yeah, so we'll, the timing of the episode releasing may, may shift a wee bit over the next couple of weeks because I'm not quite sure what the, 
how how it's going to work and whatnot. But I'm very excited to go out. I'm very excited to take a a, a new job at the headquarters of the company I work for, which will be cool. Um, Look at that, folks. I hope you give them a virtual round of applause. <laughs> but it'll be yeah. The the hopefully I'll try and stumble upon some. I need to get a TRS t-shirt to run in so i can people out see me running runners in paris you go oh, what's that uh tap running shorts uh, there yeah, so you have your t-shirt you'll have your tartan running short shorts uh you're gonna look this the shiz you know absolutely so if you if you if you do follow me in australia you'll be able to see some uh some uh new runs and uh, do you know what? more importantly actually if you know if you run if you're from paris or you run in paris or you you live there now and you've got any tips on running let me know i'm going to be staying in la defense so uh, I'm pretty sort of central, but I'm I'm looking for running options while I'm out there as I continue my return. Well, well since you're moving to France, um, you know, just before we I say what I'm going to say, folks, do give make sure don't make sure Tommy doesn't get too lonely. You know, give him some give him some love. Uh, you know, give him a message on the on the TRS platforms. Keep him keep him motivated. Uh, keep him you know make sure he doesn't. Uh, you know, hurt his back again or any, 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 <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, let's, let's round off the show by, you know, finishing it off in French. Eh? Let's see how your French is, Tommy. Donc, si, si, si tu veux envoyer une email, notre email, c'est tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. Notre website is www.tartanrunningshorts.com. Notre Facebook uh, at Tartan Running Shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we don't have any French listeners because that was bullshit. I'm that sure. Was, yeah. Uh, so yeah. basically, yeah, if you'd like to, please get in touch with us. It's always good to hear from listeners. Um, Tartan Running Shorts at gmail.com, Facebook at Tartan Running Shorts, and Twitter at Tartan Shorts because we're go. we're trying to really push Twitter right now. We're really enjoying a bit of interaction on there. Yeah. So have a good week, listeners. Have a good week, Kyle. And uh, we'll speak, to, we'll be in touch soon with uh, with news and, and get your shorts orders in. Yay. Okay. See you later, folks. Here's some Bye. other
and that's a wrap.